0: What's up, moviegoers? Oh, It's your boy, Mike Jose Collins. Join with me today as Jake Schultz on another adventure with the Cinemates. Uh, we are back in the small room. Oh, my After God. After a pretty hectic day. Your yeah. boys were uh, at the Rogers Center today taking oh, yeah. a little young Blue Jays action. Uh, it was pretty fun. We made our way back here for a little NFL show in the morning. And uh, we're both offered some jobs today. So, uh, congrats to us. Some big, Woo! Uh, Some big, the same job, too. So, yeah. Uh, Surprisingly, they asked us uh, together. Cinemates wanted to, stick together, I guess. We wanted to keep cinemates, cinemates going on another uh, thing. But,
1: and um, now we're like so intimate with each other because we're like directly in front of each other. I can touch you if I want to. Yes, we are in a very small space today. It's going to um, get hot
0: real fast again.
1: It's going to get hot real fast.
0: So if you guys hear a little wind in the background, uh, that is because we are hot. <laughs> we need AC. We the need last e- time
1: we were in here, we were fully dripping in sweat by the end of it. And well, I figured you, you guys don't want... Okay. <laughs> Relax. All right. Wasn't that odd? Because you got a haircut. And now that you have like no hair on your head, you yeah. think that you can. I'm fine.
0: Yeah. I'm totally fine. Okay. Uh, today, you know, we uh, we were talking about doing our 2010 thing. We will probably do that on the next episode. But uh, yeah. Jake watched a ton of movies at TIFF. I had a little boy movie marathon. So we wanted to get our opinions on those out first uh, before we do our 2010 thing here. And, uh, you know, we've had a pretty good day. It's been a yeah. pretty exciting thing. So everybody who's stuck with the Cinemate so far, I mean, I think we were offered these jobs a lot based on the podcast work that we're doing. So thank you guys so much for the support. and Appreciate it. It's clearly helped out in uh, in us getting getting new roles. So, and we're uh, not going anywhere. And we are we not going anywhere. We and we're
1: on a Tuesday. Look at this. We're consistent. We came back on like our normal a normal date. It's good stuff. And yeah, and uh, thanks. Well, we did Mondays and Fridays. Yeah, but like at least it's a Tuesday. It's no longer a Thursday like the one episode. That is fair. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's so
0: I mean, we're back. We'll we'll get our 2010 thing in next week. And if you guys have any like movies that you think that are better than The Social Network that came out in 2010, I mean, feel free to. I feel like that thing is just going to be the yeah. Social Network's the better one. The Probably. Social Network's the better movie. Probably, but we'll that, see. What that happens. actors one in that is actually pretty pretty interesting.
1: I gotta watch The King's Speech. And this gives me a little bit more time to watch that because I've been so busy with TIFF movies that I now have a chance to talk about The King's Speech. And for box office, yes, this is a Tuesday. We have decided to retire the box office for now. And we are going to probably keep it like a quasi-annual around the season. So the big ones is summer. So next year for the summer, we'll bring it back at the start of summer and then we'll continue that. And then Christmas. We think Christmas is a good season to do that because that's when most of the blockbusters. And this year it's all Warner Brothers. It's not going to be fun to watch them yeah. bomb all their movies since they can't care about you don't them think Willy all. Wonka will do well? I think that's the only one that will do well. I think the other ones will not do well. Aquaman just got a trailer and <laughs> that movie comes out in less than like 90 days. And really? they clearly don't care about it. Oh, wow. So we'll, we'll bring it back then because I know there's a lot of you that do like it. But it'll be nice because it'll be a change of pace and we'll be forced to change up. And I think that's a good thing instead of just being stagnant and doing the same thing over and over again. Because right now, especially with nothing coming out, it's pretty tough, and the box office would be pretty boring to track yeah. <laughs> over and over again. One hundred percent. And Mike sucks at it, so you know. The box office? I've yeah, been yeah. pretty good. I no, I can't. I can't
0: comp- like, no. I think
1: I've been pretty solid. Don't give yourself that credit. I will. I will. Okay.
0: Well, you went to TIFF. Yeah. Which, if you don't know, is Toronto International Film Festival. But if you're listening to a podcast about movies, you probably know what TIFF is. Uh, Jake was talking about a couple of the ones he saw last time. So why don't you give us a little
1: rundown? Uh, what happened over the past weekend? So I got, I said I only had a couple more. I may have lied because some stuff opened up while I was there for new screenings and free screenings. It was pretty weird. I also have some fun experiences. First off, I saw Jessica Chastain. That was pretty cool. I was walking from one of my screenings and I just see someone with red hair. And I'm like, that can only be literally one person. <laughs> and it happened to be Jessica Chastain. So that was pretty cool seeing her in person. Then I went and saw. F- What did I see next? The Boy in the Herons. That was the first movie that I saw after. This is the newest from Miyazaki, who, if you don't know, is Studio Ghibli. I'm sure everyone knows who Miyazaki is, right? If you're listening to this podcast, you know who he is. This was supposed to be his last film. Turns out it's not his last film. He is making more movies. He's already been to Studio Ghibli and saying, hey, I want to make this film. So this guy just doesn't want to retire. He's like 83 years old. you know what? Whatever. You do you. You do you, Miyazaki. You do you. So I don't want to give too much about this film away because this film opened with no marketing across the seas. And I kind of want to do the same, but I will be a bit more cryptic with a lot of my things because I know there's a lot of people that don't want to see promotional stuff. So I'll I'll try my best. But I have, for for spoilers, I have not seen a lot of Miyazaki's films. I've only really seen Spirited Away before this one. (laughs) So I, I don't have much of a connection to Miyazaki as a lot of other people do which might be a disservice but I think I was able to see it at like a very neutral lens which I think was a good thing because there's a ton of people that were giving this five stars based on this just being Miyazaki's last film which it might not even be no it's (laughs) not going to be so that is that but this is was one of the most popular films at TIFF it had like seven screenings I believe and placed third on people's choice awards which is pretty crazy because this does not really have any chance at being in best picture but from what I saw at this film, it was a very beautiful film, like most of Miyazaki's films are. It was gorgeously animated. It was pretty funny, actually. It had a lot of cute animals because why wouldn't a Miyazaki film have cute animals? That's what they they market their films about. It's not in like what I would consider. Like considering I see so many other films like four and a half stars, five and a half, like five stars. I don't think this even comes close to touching that. I enjoyed watching it. I thought it was a really engaging watch. And the world building, obviously, is top notch. I just, I think there is something that I just didn't connect with towards the end specifically. And I was not a huge fan of the end of this film. But I think a lot of Miyazaki fans are going to love it. I think that this is just right up there for them. And they're, Why? I don't, because his world building is what you come for these films for. How do you know? You've only seen one movie. Because Spirited Away, if I can tell from Spirited Away, is that that is his central point of his films is how he's able to craft a story and not so much explain much of it and just throw you in there. And that's the same thing here. Like there, there's a world in here that's not really fully explored, and it gives you pin, like bits and pieces of it. And its themes are really strong and hit really hard towards the end. It's people crying at the end of this film. I never got there, so it didn't hit me that emotionally. But I did really enjoy this as it was going on. I liked the Heron character a lot. I think he was my favorite character. The boy is very, very likable. And it makes sense to get into his story. And the themes are very good. It just wasn't ever, to me, that next level which I was expecting from a film that was gaining as much high praise as it was. And I think that's probably because people were just, like I said, expecting this to be his last film. So they went in there with higher vision. If I give it four stars. I think oh. if you like Miyazaki's films... Go watch him because this is more of the same, and it'll probably get nominated for Best Animated Film. Then I watched Fingernails. Fingernails. This is a film that was directed by Christos Nikko.
0: Oh, yeah. Christos Nikko. Yeah,
1: yeah. He did Apples, and he's best known for being a major contributor on Yorgos Lanthimos' films. So he's a student of Yorgos Lanthimos. Sounds like a Ukrainian soccer player or something. Yeah? Yeah. Serbian. I don't know what he is. (laughs) But this is a film that was bought by Apple, coming out in a couple months from now. It is Jesse Buckley and Riz Ahmed, as well as Mr. Bear himself, Jeremy Allen White. Oh, really? And this is a film that has a very interesting premise because it throws you into a world where what if love can be quantified? What if love can be found out by a test? And the world is... It's very Black Mirror-ish with that, with you can... Bring your relationship to the next level by three three phases. You rip your fingernail off, you scan it with the partner, and there is 0%, neither of you love each other, 50%, only one of you love each other, 100%, you both love each other. And that is the basis of your relationship, and you can bring it down to that level. And that's a really interesting premise, especially exploring that you, you expect with a rom-com type level, because this was a lot more rom-comming than I was expecting, and Jesse Buckley and Riz Ahmed play that very well they're two great actors no one should really be surprised by that and I enjoyed learning about that in a world where love can be brought down to that level of a test and finding out the different ways because Jesse Buckley and Jeremy Allen White were in love with the 100% so there's a lot of atmosphere with that between Riz Ahmed and Jesse Buckley Mm. because you see where I'm going with that right? yeah yeah I liked it a lot The last 20 minutes of this film I don't think are very good and the borderline extremely cheesy. Okay. And I think for a film that was built up to be anything but cheesy is kind of a disservice to going down such an avenue that lends that to itself. But the performances are way too strong to hate on this movie which I've seen a lot of other people doing. I've seen a lot of more negative reviews based off of the ending which I don't really understand. Um, I do like the direction in the film. I do think that he could use more of a style. And this is actually kind of a th- common theme in the films that I saw at Tiff. I, I, I really wish there was more of a substance to this, more something to grab on because it was just very basic looking shots. They're pretty. It was a pretty shot. It was shot in yeah. Toronto. So you can recognize oh, a lot nice. of the areas, which is cool. Heck yeah. I love a good Toronto movie. But I didn't end up loving it as much as it was, and I wish that ending was not as cheesy because people were laughing in the theater at the end of it. So the script oh, is a little weak, but okay. Buckley and Riz Ahmed push above it. And I think it's worth a watch on Apple TV, especially since they don't have a lot of movies. Yeah, they really don't. It's probably one of the better movies they put out in a while. I liked it more than Tetris. I know that's probably what people think is like their best movie since Coda. So I like give it three and a half stars. Cool. Perfectly watchable. I would like to see more from the director. I just hope that he follows more of Yorgos Lanthimos and just decides to have more of a distinct style in his films like go do him some service. <laughs> then I took a break from Tiff. Watched some Evil Dead. <laughs> cool. This is the 2013 Evil Dead film. And oh my God, I have heard so much about this movie, about, yeah, this is a mean, mean movie, and this is crude. I didn't think it was going to be to that level. It is like the goriest movie I've ever seen in my life. It's like one of the goriest movies. Oh, and Fingernails. They didn't actually show the fingernails being taken off. And that would have been effective. They should have done that. If you're quantifying love and it's supposed to be like the last step towards your relationship, they should have done that. Side note. So then I went... That's why I went the opposite. And then I wanted to get my gore (laughs) in Evil Dead. Uh, I really liked it. It's a lot of fun. It's a big big change from the other Evil Dead films. Because the other Evil Dead films are pretty funny. This one is just not funny at all. It's just... What if we decide to cut someone's arm off and you get to watch every pain second of it being ripped from limb from limb? Fede Alvarez is a crazy, crazy man to do this and to actually be loved as much as it is because this film is very much liked. And I also wanted to watch Evil Dead Rise, so that's why I watched this. I really liked it. Yeah. Have you seen it?
0: Yeah. It's uh, James Franco, right? No. Yeah, where he gets stuck under the rock and needs to cut his arm off.
1: James Franco is not in that movie at all.
0: Yeah, it was a joke. 127 hours because he cuts his arm off.
1: Oh, yeah. wow. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that, That's an, a horrible joke if you expected me to get that from that. Well, yeah.
0: Uh, it was set up pretty well. Okay. I thought it was fine. Do you you nah, like Evil I'm Dead? Better. Yeah, Evil Dead rules, man.
1: It's great. Jane Levy's great in this film. Dan Levy's in that movie? <laughs> <laughs> she was in Don't Breathe as well, which Fede Alvarez did. I like Don't Breathe. She's really good. She should be in a lot more, especially when she gets more possessed and the spirit takes over it. I think it's a really clever take on Evil Dead. To be honest, like, I, I I'm happy because I like the goofiness, but the complete opposite's kind of fun to watch. Why don't they make like a good dead? Like a a good dead? Because yeah, like you know all what the dead, that be but in, they're good. Would that be in heaven? Okay, well, is that like the good place? Yeah. Okay. Well, next movie. <laughs> You can't give me garbage and expect Bro, me to I, I got
0: to hit. I got to get some misses in here first okay. And before, I, before I get the hit.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I got that three and a half stars. I'm looking forward to watching nice. Evil Dead Rise. Hopefully watch that one soon. Then I went back to TIFF, and I picked this one up on day of because I was hearing a lot of buzz from it, and this is a film you're going to really like. It's called Wicked Little Letters. Ooh. This is, again, Jesse Buckley. Jesse Buckley took over TIFF this year. Okay. And Olivia Colman. And it's a fun, vulgar twist- on a period piece and Ooh. it's about a whodunit slash catch me if you can style film where they're trying to figure out who is sending these letters to the people in the town and I don't want to give much more than that because the more it unfolds the more it gets really good because the first 30 minutes or so I was like okay like I'm, I'm in I'm, I'm on it but I didn't love it and then the more you get into the mystery of it the yeah. more that the cops get brought into it and you explore her, which the cop in this film is really funny and really engaging. I really liked her, and do you want to know why I liked her? Because she is the actress in *Demon* seventy nine from *Black Mirror*, ah. and she has a big role in this film, and she's great. Olivia Coleman is hilarious. I love Olivia Coleman. Not, that's not expected. Jesse Buckley, I think this is one of her better performances. Okay, she swears the entire time, and it's so funny to watch. I just really liked this. And I think a lot of people are going to like this. It's a crowd pleaser. Everyone was up and cheering at the end of the film, which you love to see at festivals. And it was a big surprise. I gave it four stars. I was a really big fan of this one. Heck yeah. So watch out for that. I believe it's coming out in the UK next year in February. So this will probably get a release sometime March, April next year. I think this should be on people's radars. I don't think it's awards contender at all. No. But it is a great, great comedy. Cool. and for period pieces too I'm not usually a big fan of period pieces so I, I really enjoyed this one a whodunit and a period piece yeah it's a weird you don't like it's a weird mix I love who did, done this. what are you talking about we literally
0: talked about it on the podcast before how you don't like murder mysteries
1: I love murder mysteries I don't like the after party season 2 that's what we talked about
0: no, even in the draft one, pretty sure you said you didn't like who Why
1: what, what are you doing? You're twisting words in my mouth. I told you Nizo's is my favorite film of 2019. I'm trying to gaslight you, bro. Chill. Oh, no, stop it. We we worked you have to be. We have to be. A in the period
0: piece. Yeah. By the way, After Party the the second episode of season 2 is a
1: is a comedy period piece. You think I got to episode 2? You didn't even get to episode 2. I did not like episode 1 and then what huh. happens with TV shows is I fall off. Well,
0: one was the weakest episode so far.
1: Have how, how far have you gone now? Halfway. Okay. It's
0: it's fine.
1: Yeah. It's I, fine. I figured. So put Wicked Little Letters on your watch list. That one's good. Okay. Then the final two, watch the Holdovers.
0: Ooh. This is uh,
1: a little little known film. You've probably heard of it by now because this was the buzziest film coming out of TIFF until the People's Choice Award. The Holdovers is Alexander Payne's newest film of, you know, election fame. And this is Alexander Payne's best film. In a long time this is a nice return to film form for him I have never seen a film that feels like the 70s that this one does I was immediately transported to the era of the 70s that's when the film takes place what's that mean to you you did not exist in the 70s but okay so this is what I mean by that is that you see a lot of films and this is mainly due to stranger things that go and give you cheap nostalgia right try to capitalize on certain things or marketing that are pertain to that era. This film does not do that, and it feels like a film that was ripped out of the 70s by the way it looks, the way the film feels, it's shot like an old style film, it sounds like an old style film. The sound mixing is really good for a film that like is a bit more muffled because it just it sounds like it's from that era, and it's really technically astounding. That's that cool. it was able to instantly capture me into that era without feeling like I know the 70s, but bring me back to a place like that. And that's that's a rare talent for something to do. That's pretty cool. And Alexander Payne is very good at that. Very good at making those specific eras and dramas. Because he right. balances comedy and drama like a master. Because Alexander Payne is one of the better directors out there. He just doesn't get talked about. And this is one of his best films. I loved this, this movie. I loved okay. every second of it. It's so fun. It feels like a just relationship film between these two guys. It's about a kid that gets left over. That's why he's called The holdovers because he's not able to go home for Christmas. So he's left with this school teacher played by Paul Giamatti. And this is the best film I've seen in Paul Giamatti in years. Not that Paul Giamatti is ever bad. This is an award-winning performance from Paul Giamatti and he's going to be recognized at the Oscars. Rightfully so. He's so funny. And for him to be able to be a absolute asshole and then still be an asshole at the end, but you understand him. Same with the kid, the kid in this film. I've never heard of him before, like at all because he hasn't done anything. And I love when movies do that. I love when directors go and bring these random people out of there and they are great. Dominic Sisa is tremendous and he's a great counterpoint to Paul Giamatti. And I loved exploring their relationship. And I just had such a warm feeling it's shot around Christmas time. So this is a new Christmas classic Bruin. Okay. You're going to love this. This Let's is go. straight up your alley. I love Paul Giamatti.
0: He's the he, one of the best.
1: It's so Does good. Does he have an Oscar? I don't think so. Eh? No, he doesn't. It's so good. It's, it's tremendous. And I urge everyone to go watch it. This is going to be the best crowd pleaser of the year. Best, it's not even. Best Giamatti movie? No. I really like Cinderella Man. I think Cinderella Man's his best film and his best performance. But also Paul Giamatti. Russell Crowe. He's great in that film too. Yeah. Cinderella Man's a great movie. Good movie. It's Ron Howard's best film. Yeah, what has Ron Howard really done that's good?
0: He kinda Cinderella man. He's just like a guy who makes movies. I don't know if I've ever been like blown away by a, a movie that he's made.
1: Yeah. What has he done? He's just kind of there.
0: Like I don't really know much.
1: <laughs> Ron Howard
0: is Angels just and Demons, I guess. Frost Nixon was good. Da Vinci Code. Oh, he did a beautiful mind, you sick. <laughs> yeah uh, you sick he did boy. solo he did
1: the grinch you're a
0: bad guy ron howard that they was
1: richie bro a little richie mm. you're gonna love this
0: did you ever watch happy days no sunday monday happy days you don't like ron howard with a little richie no
1: i don't really like ron I howard keep calling Thomas. him a little richie was just richie <laughs> just adding a little little in front of it little yeah. richie So, everyone, go watch this. This is going to come out around holiday season for the States. So, it's going to come out around Thanksgiving, I believe, is the date. This is going straight to the Oscars. And this should have been the People's Choice Award winner. And I thought it was going to be, to be honest, until... So, I wasn't even going to see this film. What what did you give that? Uh, Four and a half. One of my favorite films of the year. Okay. I I can't wait to watch it again. So, when it comes out, we'll go check it out again so that we can get a review brought out. Let's do it. And also... I've heard some people say like, oh, your reviews are kind of very vague for TIFF reviews. No crap. The movies aren't out yet. Do you want me to spoil them for you? What? Like, come on. I've had people tell that to me. What? They're like, oh, your reviews last time were really vague on the films. Like, why don't you get more in depth? I'm like, I want to see the movies. I don't want to spoil them for Mike. I'm just trying to give him some appetite. Just trying to give him, tell him what's coming up next. And with you guys, I'm trying to put some films on the radar. We'll put the
0: actual review out when we go see the movie.
1: Yeah, it's just my reactions and my grades. So American Fiction, Surprise won the People's Choice Award. This had like three screenings. They added an extra one on Saturday, and it sold out. But I didn't hear much of a buzz around this film too, too much, aside from everyone who liked it, really well, saw it, really liked it, and it won, which is crazy. Did you see it? I did, because it was the People's Choice Award. So in the People's Choice Award, they give up free screenings for the day of. So I went and saw it, and I liked it. Didn't love it. Gave it three and a half stars. Ooh. Scating. It's a very <laughs> scathing. It's a very entertaining crowd pleaser as well, with a very, very smartly sc- scripted film. Like okay. v- very, like it's a very clever script, and it's written by the guy who's done Succession, who's done The Good Place, who's done Watchmen. So he knows what he's doing, right? That's some good stuff. Corey Jefferson, similar to the fingernails director, does not have a distinct style in this film, and I think it really. You're really begging for that, eh? When you hear about the premise of this film, is about a man, a black man, who is was writing books and they weren't selling. And then he sees a book some one day that like a bestseller of someone just all the stereotypes of a black man who wrote that a black woman wrote that, and he goes, "I should do the same thing and sell the book as a joke, and it becomes an overnight sensation." Yeah. So it's a huge satire on the world, obviously, and how people view. Black stories in Hollywood, in narrative, told perfectly by Jeffrey Wright. I love Jeffrey Wright. He's he's just consistently one of the best actors out there right now. I don't think that you're hard fast to find a bad performance from Jeffrey Wright. He's very subtle, which I really enjoyed. But it's really funny, and it's another funny film. That's what Tiff had in common this year. They're all h- comedy films that I saw. It's a, <laughs> little, a little weird for a Tiff, but I really liked it. Hey, we've been begging for comedy movies. That's true. I really liked it, but if he had a style that added to it, very similar to like Sorry to Bother You from Boots Riley because that, that's kind of a similar thing where that, that had a very distinct style and I think it lends itself to the film very well. I think this is missing it to give it that extra bite to add on to the script because the script is so strong, but the direction is a lot weaker and you can tell this is a guy's first direct directing credit, which is fine. Howard to win the People's Choice Award is crazy <laughs> off that. And I don't know necessarily if this is even going to get into the Oscars. Wow. Which would be a surprise, but it, it's not unheard of. People's Choice Award more recently has led to an avenue into Best Picture. I think I could see this for sure again in screenplay. I don't know about actor. I really like Jeffrey Wright, like I said, but I don't Wasn't know. there for you? Damn. He's good. He's, like, he's really good. I really liked him. I just don't know if he's Oscar nominee. Seems like a good year. Yeah, it's a great year for film, and I really liked the film. I was just a little surprised that it was People's Choice Award, but I really liked it. Like, don't get twisted. It's a great. It's a really funny watch. I brought my girlfriend to this, who is pretty hard to get invested into films, and she she said she liked it a lot too, um, which which shows because she's a very casual film watcher. And I liked it. I think a lot of people are going to really like this, but I it was just missing that next level for me to really get in there. But it is funny. Like I laughed a lot in this film. Okay. So I gave it three and a half stars. It'll I be mean, coming it's, out. It's a pretty good review anyway. Yeah. It'll be coming. You're just,
0: it's, you're just more surprised that. Oh, I, I'm won. completely okay.
1: surprised. I thought Holdovers was going to take it. I yeah. didn't even think it was a question. It was the buzziest film at TIFF this year. It was like a you little, like jazz? Little you, you like the B movie? You like jazz? Yeah, I do like
0: the B movie. It's a good movie. You, a Jerry Springer fan? Well, Jerry Seinfeld, I think, is in that movie. <laughs> Did I just say Jerry Springer? Yeah. I think Jerry Springer died this year. Did he <laughs> <laughs> like to apologize if Jerry Springer? He is, is dead. A liar. He's dead. Okay. Former mayor of Cincinnati. What? Yeah. Good for him. Okay. Yeah. That is it crazy? That show was
1: nuts. <laughs> <laughs> is a, is a, did you ever watch that show? Yeah, dude. It was nuts. I don't think I've ever watched a single episode of that show. What? Yeah. You know, like to watch the people fight? No, you but are you like, not the vibe. You like reality, so that makes sense that you enjoy. Something well, like it's not that. reality. Do you watch Doctor Phil? Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> who doesn't like Doctor Phil? Doctor Phil rules. N- Doctor Phil
1: is not as good anymore. He, that's not true. It's the same thing. <laughs> Would you like take life advice from Doctor Phil? No, it's fun though. Would you ever go on his show?
0: Maddie got um, accepted into the, uh, when they did the video audiences. Shut
1: up. I don't think she did it. During COVID? Then. Yeah. <laughs> she got in. She would have had the uncut version of that. So she yeah. still, she, she still yeah. went to that. It would have been like five hours long of her listening to that. Well,
0: it's on Zoom. That's the weird part. Hmm.
1: But yeah, I was, te- <laughs> anyways, going back to that. team between three and a half and four. So I went three and a half. But overall, a really good TIFF. Like a really strong TIFF this year. And normally Tiff has a stinker, and I gave Next Goal Wins a, a more negative review than some other people have been. But that was probably my least favorite film, and that's still extremely watchable. So it was a really good Tiff. I saw a lot of great movies. So yeah, hopefully, I mean, it sounds pretty good. Hopefully you put some of those on your watch list. Have you thought of any that you two want four to watch? Two-four stars, two-four,
0: well, anything with Paul Giamatti, baby. Uh, I'm not as sold on the Miyazaki one. Okay. Um, Yeah, I think Holdovers is probably like... Number one, I'm going to go see after this. And Hitman.
1: Did Hitman get bought yet? Hitman did get bought. It got bought by Netflix, which sucks. Oh. Uh,
0: easy access, I guess. Yeah. But that's
1: tough. I don't think it got a date, but it did get bought. Okay. I, I don't know if Netflix is going to hold out to hope if it can get award season next year because I feel like they would have dated it instantly if they got it, which Hitman, I thought, was going to place in the top three. Didn't even get there. Really? The People's Choice Award. Yeah. You're really high on that one. Yeah. Well, so so was Tiff. They gave it an extra screen and it sold out too. Damn which i surprising. mean whatever if linklater's gonna it's a great film i guess that gives it the most audience to go and out and check it because we'll rip it. people will either stream it or li- illegally stream that film yeah but uh also <laughs> one last film before i move to you because i've been talking like a madman Indiana jones in the kingdom of the crystal skull let's go that film <laughs> is such a disgusting departure from what Indiana Jones it's actually so bizarre, is, dude. The it is aliens. The, oh my god, it is some of the worst CGI I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Like there's an entire scene, I'm sure everyone has seen the film, where Shia LaBeouf is fighting Kate uh. Blanchett on trucks and it's <laughs> all green screen and the two it's are so just bad. hitting each other and they all look flashed, like their just faces are just flushed out. It's horrifying looking at yeah for indiana jones supernatural you can argue has always been there but that's more mythology based and more archaeology based like the holy grail the ark aliens aliens what does that have to do with (laughs) indiana jones why is indiana jones in this movie why is marion in this film i completely blacked out that she was in this film i saw her and i was like what why are you here? The only reason she's there is to remarry Indiana Jones. Yes, sir. Shia LaBeouf is awful in this film. Yeah. He doesn't have a character. His no. character is being Indiana Jones' son.
0: Yeah. He's Indiana Jones.
1: Kate Blanchett is the biggest waste I've ever seen in my life. I don't know how you can make Kate Blanchett terrible. It did that. And every single action film, action sequence in this film was just beyond unacceptable from a more grounded action trilogy. You have a nuke and a going in a fridge and just blowing up and surviving. You have these chases through forests. And then the most egregious one, they fall down. Not one, not two, three waterfalls. And the third one, I kid you not, is the size of Niagara Falls. And they survive. And then some guys putting trackers during all of this. Yeah, they fall down Niagara Falls.
0: <laughs> the uh, the Lego version of this is so fun, though. I it have is. To say. It's great. Great. Great levels.
1: Yeah, it's a terrible movie. Awful. Awful. Awful movie. And my girlfriend said she liked it more than the third one, and I wanted to immediately just kick her out of my house.
0: Yeah, I mean, feel free.
1: I cannot believe that Steven Spielberg made this film. It feels so anti everything else that he did in that trilogy. I cannot <laughs> no. believe. What the time
0: difference? It must have been like 28. No. The third one was
1: 87, 88, something around there. Was it 90s? Indiana Jones? 89. 89. So that, yes. Like
0: 2008.
1: That's a 20-year difference. Yeah. Oh, my God. Damn, bro. When you go from practical to CGI, I'm already going to be annoyed, but that was bad. That's crazy beans, brother. The ending is also just stupid. They bring the skulls back, and then she's like, I want to know everything. And then they're just like, I, I, I don't want any part of this. And they just leave. <laughs> That's literally how the film ends. And even more hilarious, that Shia LaBeouf picks up the hat, and Indiana Jones walks away. And then Shia LaBeouf is just never mentioned again. Because he's in the fifth film. He's not there.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I wonder why. And Marion's not in the fifth film We should either. all stop talking about Shia LaBeouf. He's a great guy. What do you mean? Yeah
0: speaking of bad people we can't go back-to-back episodes talking about bad people
1: my favorite part about Shia LaBeouf is when he made Honey Boy and it debuted at TIFF and it was supposed to be this raw emotional film of like his father and then a couple two years later he goes oh yeah I made that all up none of that's real (laughs) what you're like stupid nuts bad guy a terrible film really bad I I gave it one and a half stars nice I didn't have any enjoyment. I I did laugh at them falling down the falls though and the, the car immediately just was perfectly fine every single time. Hell yeah. Do you wanna go down Niagara Falls together? No. But I think well the f- movie told me we could survive. Why not? Do you think you could survive? No. Why not? It's a fall. It's a pretty steep fall,
0: man. I'm not that I'm not built for that. You're tall though. Yeah, I feel like you have to fit in a barrel. Who's that who's that woman who jumped down on the barrel? She lived. I guess she Queen did. of the Mist.
1: If I learned anything, it's, you can go into a fridge and you can survive anything. On God, for real. That nuke Say scene less. makes no sense. Anyways, yeah, that that's the end of me talking. I heard, I'm sure everyone's tired of me talking, so it's your turn, Michael. You yeah, give me everything anyways. you saw.
0: Uh, so Maddie went away this weekend. So uh, that means it was boy movie marathon for me. By yourself? By myself. I just watched a bunch of boy movies that I know I would not be allowed to watch with Maddie there. Number one. I watched a movie in tw- from 2020 called The Deep Ones, an H.P. Lovecraft movie. Oh, God. Why it's did you watch that? It's about a married couple, and they rent a beachside Airbnb, and then they're surrounded by uh, some neighbors, and they discover that it's a-, a cult. Sure. Uh, Horrible. Horrible, horrible movie. Did he write that? Did H.P. Lovecraft write a movie? No, right? like
1: the, sc- the story. <laughs> Is it based off one of his stories?
0: Oh, probably. Okay. Um. I think it is. Uh, anyway, this thing is just awful. Poorly made, poorly acted. I think it's like a prime movie. I don't know what the hell it is. Uh, it's genuinely awful. One of the worst things I've seen this year. Half a star. <laughs> um, this guy like goes on a boat and has a vision and just sees some like coochie. And, oh. then, and then he's like, I'm, I love you, Cthulhu. Also, like, I feel a big part of the H.P. Lovecraft is the fact that when the stuff that he wrote was like, you don't really know what the monsters are looking like and the fear of like what it looks like is like scary, which is sort of what this movie tries to do where it's like you don't really know the, the Cthulhu or whatever. But like you can't do H.P. Lovecraft right cuz I don't even know if
1: he did it right. No. Like I don't know. I'm not crazy about H.P. Lovecraft. I don't think I've seen anything that he's done that's like kind of cool. The Cthulhu stuff is alright. Cthulhu. But like also does anyone care about H.P. Lovecraft anymore?
0: Yeah, some people. I don't know, it's
1: weird. Mm. Where did you watch that?
0: It was on Prime. Yeah. Oh, so that's why you that said that. That was the first thing I watched, by the way. Good start I was like, oh, to Mom Alone. Let me put on, oh, H.P. Lovecraft. I like boat movies. I like scary boat stuff.
1: Good start to Boys Movie Night.
0: Oh, <sighs> painful start to Boys Movie Night. Anyway, and then I went to the best movie ever made. You can make the case Planet of the Apes, 1968, baby. Okay. This movie's freaking amazing. You, literally, you could argue that this is the best movie ever made. It's so good, and it holds up so well. The like, if we're talking to horrors, no jump scares. The use of sound in this thing is freaking phenomenal. It's so quiet, and it just shocks you randomly at moments, and then it just gets so loud at moments. It's like insane. It's so crazy. I, I, I just love
1: this movie. I watched 30 minutes of it and turned it off. It Planet was, of the Apes? It was in the prime part of when I was in my film depression through film school where I was you, forced you to couldn't watch. You watch Planet of the Apes? I really do want to rewatch it, though. I did like Dude, it.
0: Yeah, The ending to this movie is probably... Oh, you could make the case time. as the best ending of all time. It's one of the of best all
1: time. twists ever. Yeah, yeah. truly. It,
0: like, literally, I, it's one of my favorite movies I've ever seen. Yeah. And it, it holds up so goddamn well. You're not alone on that take. People well, love that I, film. I, I, I'm such an ape guy. Like, I love <laughs> the apes movies, they're so good. You didn't just watch that one, did you? No. Uh, I watched 2001's <laughs> Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. The bad one. Um, People hate this movie, by the way. Mm-hmm. Let, let me read you this cast. Mark Wahlberg, Tim Roth, Helena Bonham Carter, uh, Paul Giamatti, baby, let's go! We got Paul Giamatti, Michael Clark Duncan, Chris Christopherson. Why is Chris Christopherson in this <laughs> Anyway, why you mention him? Well, it's just weird that he's in this movie. <laughs> uh, my, my God, um, bad movie. But let okay. me let me let me make you. A, oh, by the way, I gave Planet of the Apes five stars. This Planet of the Apes. Let me make the case for why this movie is a good movie. Come on, man. And I, I'm someone who loves Planet of the Apes, by the way. As a fan of Planet of the Apes, this movie's terrible. Awful movie. As a fan of bad movies and B-movies, this is the perfect B-movie. It is so unbelievably unbelievably stupid. It completely, like, just changes the entirety of the, the uh, first movie. The first movie is, like, the apes don't know he talks until, like, an hour in. And then he's like, get your paws off me, you damn dirty. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, the the the... Ah, truly, like one of the best scenes. Isn't in that line cinema. in the
1: first movie too?
0: What? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Like in the first movie, oh, it takes an okay. hour in for him to actually speak to the apes, and they're like, yeah, yeah. "What? Gotcha. What the hell? He can talk? That's crazy." Uh, and then this one, right away, all of the people can talk. So that's that's just gone out the window, which is like a huge point of the entire movie. And then they twist it where the monkeys like, "Get your paws out of me, you damn dirty human." And it's so stupid. And then it's just about Mark Wahlberg trying to get back in a spaceship. It's truly so embarrassing. By the way, Paul Giamatti in this movie? Freaking amazing. Even he's he's this orangutan guy? He's Dr. Dr. Zayas. He's so good, bro. I don't think he could have a bad performance in this movie. It, it's shocking. But everybody literally this movie just parades A-list actors around in monkey suits and just has them like do stupid monkey stuff. This movie is so unbelievably bad. But as a B movie, it works perfectly. It's so stupid and so funny. Like I was dying. This gives me original Dune vibes. Like I know you haven't seen the original Dune yet. No. But when you go back and you watch that, and you're like, "What the hell is this nonsense?" It's exactly how this movie feels like. It's actually worth a watch. I was enjoying it so much. I gave this movie three stars. Okay. And this movie should be a half a star movie. But I genuinely loved it, and it looks beautiful. Like it is a fantastic looking film. Tim Burton. Well, no one went like insane with how good yeah. this movie looks no one discredits tim burton for his vision at least No, and that's why it's so freaking funny that they just have these monkey people walking around you're like what the hell who decided to make this it's so funny dude i love this movie like i genuinely really like this movie and it's awful it's so bad i've never seen it i i i love it i, I love that movie so much i think it's great If you give me a white claw i'll watch it hell yeah <laughs> um then i watched pirates of the caribbean the first one black pearl great movie oh my god man five uh for yeah i gave that one three stars uh, Pirates parts of the cream i gave five stars this movie's amazing it, i i felt like i was watching the princess bride again when you watch the princess bride and you're like you know each single part and you're like oh i love this scene oh i love this scene it was it was the exact same thing i have no idea how orlando bloom is such a horrible <laughs> actor in and every single thing he was in lord of the rings he's not very good in this he's not very good he's in these trillion dollar movie franchises and he's somehow so unbelievably bad at acting. And it fits this Will Turner character so well. Oh, yeah. Like, he, him and Kira Knightley, like, oh my God. No chemistry. What? Oh, no, they do. They have a lot. I would, what? Really? No, nah, I don't think so. Oh, I, th- I thought they had a ton. She's so good in those. And I love that it's, like, not about Jack Sparrow. And, and the cringiest parts is when they try to make it about Jack Sparrow. And it's like, that's not what it's about. But Jack.
1: He is Johnny Depp. He's the glue. He's the glue of the entire thing. This in that movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. There's only so much you can say about say about that character. It's just so well done. It kickstarted
1: a whole genre.
0: Yeah, straight up. I dude, I love pirate movies. I love boat movies. It's it hits everything. Man. It was lightning in a bottle, and it has not been captured since. It's it's truly like a, one of the best movies ever made. Yeah, I genuinely it's really good. like
1: That I haven't seen it in forever, but I rem- I love that film. It it like freaking fantastic mm-hmm. it's
0: like a, a classic all right like it's so unbelievably good barbosa's great everything the the, the whole storyline it also it has aged well right it, yeah, yeah no there's nothing weird um one thing as someone who's recently lived in the caribbean it captured it so well mm. like it, it's truly like i must have been shot there but like it's it's totally it like exactly what it is like one it's, of the, it's fantastic.
1: one of the best scores of all time I, bum, I think bum, bum, it might bum, be.
0: Bum, 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 bum. Like, I genuinely
1: think it might be. I love Jack Sparrow in that film. Like, just an iconic character. Yeah. He's only, like, God, I need to rewatch that film. I haven't seen it in forever. It's so good and it, it, amazing.
0: And then I watched the second one. Yeah. Also a fantastic movie. It's it's great. It it um it recaptures basically. I don't I don't think it recaptures it completely, but it basically does it. The issue is. The CGI looks bad now. Mm. It's way too long.
1: Even on Davy Jones's face, looks awful, dude. The really? hammerhead guy is. I thought so people said it bad. aged well. No, it does not look good. Huh.
0: Um, but they have thirty minutes of just racism, mm-hmm. and I could not rate this movie like what I think it should be because this is so outdated. There is absolutely no reason to have this much racism. They have um just a scene where it's supposed to get like Jack Sparrow and, and Will Turner like back together where they get go to the island and there's the cannibals. What the hell was that? Like legitimately, I don't know if you guys remember this, but it's one of the worst things I've watched. It's so gosh, darn disgusting how they like, Oh yeah. And these are uh, native people. Mm. They just want to eat your brains and they're disgusting. And the fact that they have like Jack Sparrow just going, and then, then they're like, oh yeah, we understand you. It's like so stupid. Mm. It's disgusting. It was like one of the most vile things I've seen in a long time. One and a half stars. I think it should be like a three and a half star movie because it's actually a really good movie beyond the disgusting parts and how bad the CGI is. Do you like it's, the ending? I, I like the movie. I think it's fine. Okay. The ending's it's fine. You don't like the ending?
1: It's Cliffhanger, isn't it?
0: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine.
1: Is it who shows up at the end? Is it Barbosa again? Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, they, I, I just I hated it. Okay. I hate it. I, I could not stand through it. I haven't seen it in a while, so I'm I'm sure you're right. I, I, like vile, literally vile. Yeah. And then I went back to Planet of the Apes too. Uh, have you seen any of the Planet of the Apes? I've seen the new ones. This is Beneath the Planet of the Apes? Um, so this movie starts out basically like a immediate sequel. Okay. Like so another astronaut crash lands and he's like, whoa, I got to find the people who are here." And then he sort of sees them. Um but he can talk. Also, one of the issues by the way with the first Planet of the Ips movie was uh like what the you don't need a love interest with some random girl who can't talk. It's super <laughs> weird. <laughs> Very weird. Also, in the in the remake, the 2001 one, dude, just make Mark Wahlberg f the monkey, man. <laughs> like like the sexual tension between him and the monkey was nuts. Absolutely crazy. Mike Collins. I think Amber Heard was in that one too. Anyway. mike collins endorses bestiality well it's not it's not bro she's it's an not alien bestiality monkey, she's like future monkey
1: <laughs> what do you mean it's not bestiality a, a monkey bro. she is a monkey yeah, And he like alien human. stuff though that would be the same thing if kate blanchett decided to f the alien at the end of the movie yeah
0: should <laughs> bro the sexual tension between mark Wahlberg and and the monkey was nuts that anyway, doesn't mean it's okay this one's like basically a direct direct thing um, which is sort of why I don't think it's as great. I think if this just was a standalone separate planet of the Planet of the Apes movie, it would be way better because it, it does something that's just so insane. Uh I thought the ending to the first one was like one of the best endings ever made. I think the ending of this movie is probably the better one. Oh. I it, the ending to this movie might be the best ending I've seen to a movie. I don't know. I, I truly love it. Well, do you want to spoil it, I won't spoil it. No. Uh um, Basically, it's a, the astronaut that he like, oh, like this is Earth. He finds out sort of immediately and he goes like underground to and he finds he's in New York, the subway system. And there's a cult down there who like speak with their minds. What? It's this whole allegory for like the Vietnam War and stuff. It's, it's oh, crazy. Okay. nuts. And then it's all about like nuclear war. Legitimately so good. Hmm. And it, it, I think if this was a separate movie, it would be way better. I gave it four stars. And I think I'm going to lean to four and a half now. Like, just okay, overthink. Like, I think it was just too close to watching the first one that I was comparing them too much. Mm. But this movie on its own is like also one of the best movies I've ever seen. So it's truly fantastic.
1: Would you say it's beneath the Planet of the
0: Apes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess I would say it's beneath Planet the I it, uh, I think this is like the best ending to a movie ever. Okay, like I I loved it. People people like the second one too. Yeah, it's a great movie. And I watched the third one, Escape from Planet of the Apes. Okay uh sort of like a reverse of the thing so three monkey astronauts land on earth and they're like whoa why do humans run this the like it starts off so sweet Mm. like it's about these monkeys and they're like oh how are we gonna like show you to the world and stuff and then just hits you like a freaking freight train with how like this thing goes off the rails like intense bro it's so sick i i want you to watch these movies so i'm not gonna spoil like anything that happens in them but oh my god this one was dope too I think uh, it's just too much trying to, like, capture what the other movies were. but like this it's one sort also of s- got good reviews. Oh, yeah, Oh, it's great. Uh, trying to start its own thing. I give it three stars. I think I'm more leaning to three and a half now again, maybe four. So the first trilogy is just universally liked. Yeah, it's fantastic. There's more movies. There's more than three. Oh, I, I know,
1: because it got tired by the end, right?
0: I I didn't watch those yet. Mm, okay. I have seen them all, but I don't remember. I, I didn't remember, like, how much these movies were going to be good again. Like, they were fantastic. I cool. was really, really enthralled. And I watched Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe. Why? Uh, Because I remember, I wanted to watch the one that I watched as a kid, and then I was looking for it, and I was asking my parents, I was like, where where do you find that movie? My sister sent it to me. And it was a show. It was like an eight-episode show. But it was in, like, a movie. It was weird. So, I like, I remembered it. I tried to watch that, but it was way too long for, like, a sh- to show. Okay. So I watched this one, 2005 one. Not as good as I remember as a kid, Mister like, Tumness. I liked it as a kid. Um, it wasn't great. It's way. I love Christian stuff. Way too Jesus-y, bro. <laughs> like the the. It's not subtle at all. Mm. It's like, yeah, okay. The line's Jesus. Next, like next, <laughs> like we're waiting, and it's like it's all about like being a good Christian. It was just weird. How? It, how's the lion CGI look? It's fine, fine. It's actually fine. the movie's like it is a good movie i think i don't think it's great it's the best of the three narnia movies they they made yeah i don't remember the other ones but i do remember not liking them as much i mean the battle is sick in this Mm. nickelback goes hard like when doesn't nickelback go hard uh but just wasn't great i gave it two and a half really didn't like um okay just wasn't what i thought it would be i was expecting more and then i watched the maze runner yeah i saw that Um Young adult movies are so funny when they start.
1: They all start the same.
0: It's all the same stupid Yeah, and that's the the goo guy. They they do the bing-blong. Oh, and those guys are the bling blobs. You you'll be a bling blob. It was like, "What?" Mm. And then they all have stupid names and it's just this dumb explanation of everything. You're like, "This is so lame." They're like, "Yeah, those are we call those the grievers." Like, wh- "What? What <laughs> like, cool, okay, cool name." Like, was was it a naming competition? It's super weird, but but they're so funny. Speaking of like B movies, like young adult movies are so stupid. Yeah, and they work for me so much because they're just fun. Mm -hmm. But only the first ones. Because like I I tried to watch the Hunger Games. Hunger Games one was good, and the rest of them suck. Like they're unbelievably bad. This I'm not even gonna try to watch Scorch Trials. Scorch Trials sucks. Yeah, but this movie is so stupid. But it's like fun. I was like, yeah, go get him, Dylan O'Brien. I like this movie. Yeah, I I I did like this movie. I gave it three stars. Will Poulter's a fun asshole in this movie too. Yeah, he's uh, he's a jerk. Yeah, this was where like a lot of people were. Oh, that's Will Poulter. Oh, Dylan O'Brien's in. A, he's starring in a franchise.
1: There, oh, it's Kenny from <laughs> We're the Millers.
0: Yeah, and uh, what's his name? Kimmy Schmidt.
1: Yeah, it's a good movie. I like it.
0: Yeah, it was. It's just these movies are so funny. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just goofy. Yeah.
1: It well, it is a stupid premise very <laughs> it's a very dumb premise
0: and then like the reveal at the end you're like
1: why yeah what yeah it's not, not really cool <laughs> <laughs> okay i
0: guess and that was it and then i watched uh tv wise the orville seth Mac- oh Barlet. my
1: god why That was good i liked it all of it no no, no. i'm like on season one season one's like the worst season reviewed wise maybe have you seen it i did i watched the first couple episodes of it i really didn't like it
0: but Do you like star trek Oh, I th- I liked it
1: because I like Star Trek, so huh.
0: I think that was why. Not it was great. like, oh, it's just like making fun of Star Trek and sort of building its own weird Star Trek world. Mm, yeah, was funny. I
1: didn't think it was very funny.
0: Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, when I say funny, I don't mean like I laughed out loud ever, but I liked what they was doing. It felt like like a lighthearted Star Trek. Mm. Like I didn't have to sit through a, a whole Star Trek episode and like, okay, yeah, I get it now. Where some of those are like really formulaic by the end of it where this was like, oh, a little refreshing. Oh, funny twists or whatever. It, it was very light watch. I don't think I'd ever recommend that show or like it's like I put it on if I'm going to bed or something, maybe. Yeah. It's just one of those shows. But I, I did actually enjoy it. It's a it. background show. Yeah. yeah. I, I did have fun with it, though. It was good. Uh, and that's all I watched. We watched a lot. Dude, we watched a ton. Go see those monkey movies,
1: people. Monkey movies rule. When are you going to watch the new ones? Uh, probably next time Maddie leaves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. she Does she not like the Planet of the Apes movies?
0: Just like boy movies, none of those movies she would ever let me put on. Planet of the
1: Apes isn't boy movies. Planet of the Apes is like the definition of a boy movie. Andy Serkis, that should get any oh, girl. The new going. ones, yeah, it should get any girl going.
0: Did he ever get nominated? For no, that? which is he was incredible. A
1: travesty. He should have been nominated, and that's another issue with the Academy is that they do not recognize motion like motion yeah. at all. One
0: thing like those movies are good, but they like do not compare at all to like how magical these, like these are just good cinema. Like it doesn't need to be a franchise. It's just like incredible movies.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't have Andy Serkis screaming, no, no, no,
0: no. That was Paul Giamatti.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No. He's really funny in that movie. I think Paul Giamatti is that guy that when I was a kid, first watching cinema, I looked at him, I'm like, that guy. That guy's my guy. And ever since, I just seek out Paul Giamatti things because I'm just like, I like him. I like him a lot. Paul Giamatti is that dude.
0: Yeah, I I love Paul Giamatti. I think he's great. John Adams. President Rules. John Adams. President June Adams.
1: Well, we watched a ton of things. Do you want to go into more things that are coming out this week? Yeah, let's do it. So I'm going to start off with what I missed last week because I did miss one. I said there was nothing coming out. I lied. Welcome to Wrexham season two has started. I tried to watch that. The first one. Yeah. First yeah. season or first, first season. Step? You didn't like it?
0: Well, I just wasn't into it as I thought I would be. I am I think as a big soccer fan, I want to be into this stuff like Ted Lasso and things. But it more so just bothers me.
1: Mm. I just think it's a nice insight into a... Yeah, it's
0: cool. I, I I like the idea of it. I don't necessarily think I like Ryan Reynolds or... What's his name? Rob McElhenney. Rob McElhenney.
1: I love both of them. Yeah. I'm so not, it makes sense why I like it.
0: I'm not crazy about them.
1: I just really like watching them, especially knowing the season they had last year. I think it'll be a fun season, watching yeah, the up oh and downs yeah. of that and season. The end of that thing was nuts. Yeah. So I'm excited to watch this. Se- well, you just spoiled the whole...
0: Well, it's, it's based on something that's already happened. Everyone knows what happened. You're not watching it like a show
1: hey man there's th- i guarantee there's people out there that have not that's it up.
0: stupid then like what <laughs> you're a going- crazy person
1: okay well that came out last week so <laughs> a lot of people do like that show and myself included i have not watched it yet but i will be getting there as for other things coming out this week my little pony make your mark chapter five on netflix that's for you i know you're a big brony well, let's go so you're excited for that one brony i
0: haven't heard that term in forever you when Brody. bronies
1: were like a thing? My one teacher in high school was a brony, and it was Ew, pretty uncomfortable. Disgusting. He would wear My Little Pony T shirts oh, to class. You're weird. You're
0: a weird person if you're. It a was ponies. pretty weird. It was pretty strange. You're a weirdo. I'm
1: not gonna lie. He was a hardo actually. Uh, hardo for pony. <laughs> probably had a hardo when he saw those ponies. Ugh. On Wednesday, American Aren't you liking
0: that show is an adult.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's a little yeah. weird. If you're if you're a brony listening to our podcast. Um,
0: Sometimes I watch like adult cartoons. I'm like, eh, this feels a little weird.
1: Adult <laughs> cartoons? Yeah, like American Dad or something. I'm like, I am watching I a cartoon. We had animators on our podcast who can't talk like that anymore.
0: Who animate children's shows. I'm not watching the children's shows.
1: Rick and Morty. Coco Melon's for everyone. What do you mean? I don't I like Rick and Morty. I know you don't. But I like Rick and Morty. Yeah. So I, I like, like comedy. <laughs> not Rick and Morty comedy, though.
0: American Horror Story. Delicate. Is that supposed to be funny? Rick and Morty's supposed to be funny? Wabba-labba-dub-dub. dubdub. No, I don't know. Pickle Rick. When people were saying that, that was that <laughs> Dude, was a joke. He turned himself into a pickle. I'm sorry. People think that show's funny. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> what was that face you made? Oh, no, I like.
0: I, I, I'm more into animated movies. Elemental was amazing. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle was for kids. I like that one. Spider Man was great this year. But like when I'm watching a cartoon on television, I'm like, uh. Eh. Sometimes I'm like, uh, this is a cartoon.
1: Yeah, you and you only. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, American Horror Story, Delicate. The new hair, American Horror Story. I know there's still some people out there. You like your M.L. Roberts. There you go. Go watch some American Horror Kim Story. Kim Kardashian. Yeah, apparently. The Demelio Show, season three. This is still happening. I don't know why you would want to watch it, but, you know, you, you care well, about their superstars? I don't know.
0: Are they? I don't know why you would want to watch it.
1: Yeah, and I'm not going to. Show I will watch, though. Sex Education, season four, the final season. Oh, really? Comes on Netflix. Last season was bad. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan really of the last season. But I I like the characters too much to not see how it ends. It used to be
0: like, haha, they're talking about sex. Now it's like, oh, it's teenager's having sex, and you're gross if you watch it. Sorry. Pretty gross. Pretty gross if you want to continue that show gotta be honest so you're gonna watch season four god no Mm. like it's actually disgusting at this point it's way too sexual it's like it's the same thing that happened with big mouth big mouth got like too (laughs) gross yeah
1: i agree with that big mouth i did drop big mouth because i was like i feel a little uncomfortable it just got too gross yeah that's
0: how i feel about sex education it just got also kind of too gross
1: yeah i I don't disagree i just like mabel and i like i'm more
0: I would be more motivated to watch that than Mabel? big Maeve. than, big, be- than uh, big mouth. Yeah, but like I don't want to watch either of them. They're too gross for me.
1: Fair enough. I I just like the characters. I like I liked how they started. I just kind of I just want to see how it ends. I'm not a, I wasn't a fan of last season, but I I'll probably finish it off and see what happens. A show that I do want to watch: The Continental. This is from the world of John Wick. Coming out on Peacock. Why does it have to be the world of John Wick? Because does that they, they got to market that it's John Wick so that people don't not like, watch what? it. What?
0: Just just make it their own thing. Have like John Wick an episode. Be like, Whoa, John Wick?
1: Yeah, it's a three episode. Is he even
0: in it? No. What the it
1: hell? It's like a prequel about the Continental, which... Okay, I'll, I'll probably watch it. It's a three-part miniseries, so it's only three episodes.
0: You'll watch it, and you'll be in the world of John Wick. You want to watch it? No, probably not.
1: <laughs> you didn't watch John Wick Chapter 4, so... No, I haven't. Even though you would like it? Yeah, probably. I don't know. Oh, and for you, Love is Blind season five.
0: For me, I don't watch that show.
1: You watch everything reality. I don't like Netflix reality.
0: Why? How is it any different? It's just not casted well. Like MTV casts stuff where it's like, let's get crazy people who want to be on television. Where Netflix now, it's like. Just weirdos. And they always have bad hosts. It's not well put together like MTV is. MTV just does it perfectly that when another like things tries to do something like it, it's just not a good product in comparison. But p- more people watch the Netflix one now because it's on Netflix. So you get, to, oh, no, they're all big celebrities. Where MTV is like,
1: they've mastered it. The challenge is like the greatest reality show ever made. You know what else is a challenge? Making other episodes of Two Truths and One Lie. Yeah. <laughs> <Rest> <laughs> Come of on, peace. girls. Come on, girls. For movies, Let's get it back when I get to movies. Let's do it. We do have a movie that we will be going and checking out. Dumb Money is coming out into theaters this week. This is a very nice cast with Paul Dano, Seth Rogan, Seth Rogan, and Pete Davidson. Is girl? a girl? Whole bunch of people. America Ferrera. She is that her that's in the film? Is I be- it? I believe it is. But this film also debuted at Shailene 10th. Woodley. Shailene Woodley, your favorite Sebastian actress.
0: Stan, America
1: Ferrera. American Ferreira, yes. So I was right about that, but it, it's it's a good cast. It got good reviews. Nick Offerman. It is not looking like it is going to be a, a Academy contender, like people were saying, but it looks fun. It's about the GameStop shortage. Why doesn't it look like that? Uh, I just heard from TIFF reviews that it's not on the level of what you would expect from a Oscar contender. You gotta stop looking at reviews. Uh, no, I will not. It, that's also extremely ironic when we give reviews on this podcast.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Very funny, but, but like before you see a movie, I don't. You always base stuff on you know, I, reviews. I,
1: no, not really. I if you, there's movies you that I base
0: do what- movies. On your review, If there's movies completely that based that on, I want on, to more watch. More than anybody I've ever seen.
1: If there's movies that I want to watch. That is like your reference to anything if regardless it's Regardless of reviews, I will go out and watch it if they are new releases. If they are older releases, no, I will not watch them. If That's theaters fine. But when you're like giving
0: you. your review, you always mention, oh, well, yeah, people didn't like it. Or so-and-so didn't like
1: it. Yeah, because I'm just curious on how it compares to because you're a weirdo compared to some of the other reviewers. So I just got to compare the two.
0: Do it after, though. I feel like you're you're like, oh, people like this. Maybe I'm going to like it more than I think no watch a movie without the review first
1: i have tons of times name one i uh, i would go into so avengers endgame i didn't look at any reviews beforehand
0: yeah and it was awful but you gave it a good review
1: see i didn't see the reviews when i gave it a good review and it got great reviews so you're 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 a bad guy <sighs> i tried to watch the guardians of galaxy
0: 3 oh yeah yeah I you haven't finished. I haven't finished. I, I'm not even like 20 minutes in.
1: Oh, okay. Then yeah, don't. don't I don't even want to hear it yet. That's not. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. form an opinion off that. No, 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 I can't. So, dumb money is coming out. That is the big one. But, I, a, but I'm
0: going to watch it. Is why I'm saying. Okay. I
1: I, we will look forward to hearing Mike. It's a long this. movie.
0: It was like three hours.
1: That's like two hours and 30 minutes. It's like a normal Jeez. superhero movie. I, I know. I, I'm kind of over long movies.
0: Thank you. See. It's really tough to sit through. It's All tough, movies, bro. Especially at home, I find is even worse.
1: Yeah, in theaters, it's fine. I'm not as hard about it when it's in theaters, but at home, yeah. I can't sit on the it's couch really, for two hours. Really annoying. Even like an hour and forty, I'm like, okay, like I, and I, especially
0: like when it comes to movies. Like if you watched Oppenheimer at home, and oh, you're like I need God. to pause this. Like you can't. Like part of that is it the ride. Of it ruins your immersion.
1: Immersion. Yeah. Yeah. That that's the th- I know it's a thing. There's a reason I don't watch streaming movies. It's because I can't. Like it's really hard to get into streaming movies. Because I have yeah. no motivation to sit on my couch and watch them. COVID ruined it. for COVID ruined watching movies at home for me. Yeah, yeah I think it might be right. Yeah. It really blew, like... Because it used to be fun. Yeah, and people ask why I'm so hard about going to see movies in theaters. Because my attention span is better. I know that I'm yeah. willing to be more objective. Versus that I have my phone distractions. I have all this stuff at home that I can easily be skewed to not liking a movie less. Like, if I was watching a film like that was so narratively driven at home that was like two hours on my couch, I'd probably like it less for the first time than if I watched it in theaters and was able to be fully immersed.
0: Right, I'll tell you something here. The first Planet of the Apes movie didn't pick up my phone. I was invested. First Pirates, same thing, was invested. Second Planet of the Apes movie completely was invested. Narnia? My God, man. I was like, oh, who's that played by? Oh, who's that? Mage Runner? I was like, I wonder what actually happens in the rest of this series because I'm not gonna watch it. It's just like reading like the synopsis, like oh, that's stupid. Yeah, but then I was like, oh, I'm not even watching this movie. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird, eh? But Is there's it? some movies that like just suck you in, man. And I will say, 2001's Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. Hardly
1: picked up. My <laughs> book. It's just that horniness between. Dude, they should make the monkey and the guide boom boom. I'm sure someone online has. <laughs> Probably. Expendables 4 is the other big release. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's coming out if you like Boom Boom. You get the whole cast in there. Jason Statham, Sylvester Stallone. The whole squad is there. I am not going to watch that. And then, as well, Flora and Son. This is getting a limited release before Apple next week. This also debuted. No, it didn't debut. It did play at TIFF. This is the Josh Carney film. So if you're a big Sing Street guy or once, he is that director. It is his newest film with George- Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Do you like those movies? I love Sing Street. Love Sing Street.
0: Sing Street freaking rules, dude. Sing the Street's music amazing. in that thing is amazing.
1: I thought you were going to say the opposite. I was no, about to come. that across. movie
0: is like, if you have not seen Sing
1: Street... Go see that movie. And the first it's phenomenal. The first twenty minutes, you gotta stick with the accents because the accents are tough to hear. Oh turn the subtitles grow on up. but once you get into it, oh it's so it's good. It's so good. It's so good. It's such a cute film. Oh,
0: it's so cute. The so, songs are so good.
1: So were you watching Flora and Son then?
0: Yeah. Have you watched once? Dude,
1: also I have not seen once yet.
0: I was like, should I put on five hundred days of summer or should I not? Mm. And I was thinking of Joseph Gordon Levitt. You rules, dude. Yeah.
1: Joseph Gordon Levitt's awesome. Good movie. I watched that for the first time the a couple of years ago. Good movie.
0: Yeah, it was a great movie. I like it. Did you get it? A lot of people don't get it. What do you mean, did I get it? Did you get it? It's Mark Webb, right? Yeah. Yeah. He did the Spider Man's Amazing Spider Man's, which is funny because his last name is Webb. <laughs> uh, well, a lot of people watch that movie and they're like, wow, Zoe Deschanel sucks. What? She doesn't yeah, suck. The whole point of the movie is Joseph Gordon Levitt's the bad guy. Yeah. But like what? when that movie people came didn't out. People get that? That's no, like the when that movie obvious... came out, people were like, oh, Zoe Deschanel's characters are horrible.
1: That's the whole point and of it. Like, no, ending. the whole
0: point is that he sucks and he's putting the... Like, Did they not watch
1: list. when it has the multiple endings? That That's the, literally the whole point of the movie is that he's not the good guy. Yeah, it's weird. I think people just don't have a brain to be honest. I like that movie.
0: It's all about how a
1: white guy so is a bad saying, guy. You're just saying you don't have a brain? Is that what you're saying?
0: Well, no, I like the movie because of... The fact that it's about Joseph Gordon-Levitt being a net bad guy. Mm. He's so good. I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He's awesome. He doesn't pick good
1: projects anymore. Yeah, he did that Project Power film that came out. Maybe Florence and Son will be good. Yeah,
0: I hope so. I really like him.
1: Got pretty good reviews.
0: Well, if we do 2011, was that 50-50? Or was that 2009? That's or was that
1: 2010? 50-50? Yeah, I believe it was like Seth Rogen in
0: 2011. And they did the... So
1: that's the year It was after. like his
0: first serious movie, Seth Rogen. People were like, whoa, it's actually pretty good. It's a good movie. I don't remember it much. I think I liked it. Sad movie. I do remember Well, I think I feel like a movie about cancer is probably going to
1: be sad. Really? I want them to be comedies.
0: Is there a, well, I mean, 50-50 is a comedy. Is there yeah. a cancer comedy?
1: There's the, got to be. The Bucket List?
0: Do they have cancer in there? Isn't 80 that for Brady, are they dying?
1: You would, you would think I would remember? I don't remember. Jeez. No, I don't think they're dying. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see my brain trying to think there hmm. for a second? Spy Kids Armageddon.
0: Yeah. Re, re, uh, relaunch? What's it called? Reboot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A reboot. Zachary Levi. Gina Rodriguez. Kids, goons, bathings. I can't believe Robert Rodriguez is still doing that franchise. Just... Dude, he had everybody in those
0: things. Just move on, Robert. I, well, how did he get so many actors to be in those movies? That was nuts.
1: The power of Robert Rodriguez.
0: Roberto Rodriguez.
1: Are you a big fan of the Shark Boy and Lava Girl when they have?
0: Nope. Okay. I'm too old for Shark Boy and Lava Girl.
1: You're never too old for some shark action.
0: I was. I was too old.
1: You're just about apes. That's okay though.
0: I was too old and I didn't get the channels. I didn't have cable that early in my life. No one
1: wants your sob story, okay.
0: Yeah, mom and dad. Should have got cable <laughs> earlier. <laughs> wrapping. Is that up. it? That's yeah, everything? We're, yeah, we're good. We're All good. right, all right. Uh, that's going to conclude this episode of The Cinemates. I'm Michael calls. That's Jacob 6 on the X post and the Twitter. Follow our social medias. Follow this podcast. Follow it on everything, guys. Really appreciate the help. We've got jobs because of this thing, basically, so... I mean, it means the world to us that you guys are still listening. Um, and as always, if you have any tips, tricks, anything you want to give us, anything that you guys are interested in, you want to hear more of, please feel free. If you guys want to be on the show, feel free. Send us a message. We'll get you on. Uh, we love each and every one of you. So thank you guys so much for, for sticking with us.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it all.
0: We'll be back with our uh, 2010 Oscars. Who should have won it?
1: Sounds good. Next week. Hey, right. Apes stronger together. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye.